0: I'm over here now. I was over there, now I'm over here. Sure, I'll bring all my shoes and my my glasses with me. So I have them. <laughs> yeah, I'm with the OGs on the block to see the terror. Eating pasta primavera, feeding and to together. People never know the wild shit we might say. Grew up on Eddie Murphy, Jerky voice, and Dice. I've been waking up nights, nice, screaming Brooklyn Blast podcast. Mama took my porn mags, jerkins and the soft rags. Easy when we talking about Mr. Ferrari. Cause we go way back when we used to play Atari. Spark tweet, taking shots like the Fratelli's RV. Doing donuts in the parking lot at Arby's. Car keys, now you can't leave. Lock the door please, Jimmy's on the mission. Time to
1: start the intervention, let's
0: go. Episode 251. Of the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast. With my Detroit boys over here. Jake and Enzo. From Dogs of War. Detroit hardcore. For the people that have listened or watched for, for a while now. Uh, Enzo was on the show. What did I say before episode 185? Yeah, I think so. 185. Something like that. Oh, You know. 183, 185. 180 something. something. <laughs> 180 something. But yeah, but listen. Before I get into whatever what the fuck we're going to talk about. I'm going to do something halfway cheesy. And I am going to, because I'm a little upset. I might be from Brooklyn, but sometimes I get a little upset. Um, oh, man. I am going to dedicate this episode to the memory of the one and only... Or is it? I should have been fucking prepared for class. <laughs> the one and only... I just fucking had it. John, where the fuck is it? Look at
1: me. Something wrong with me. So the one and only
0: Johnny Z, John Zazula, the founder of Megaforce Records. I found out about two hours ago that he died today. And if it wasn't, like if on, on a serious note, if it wasn't, For John and Marsha Zazula creating Megaforce Records, I don't give a fuck who you listen to, especially in any kind of heavy music. The whole entire scope of music would not be what it is today because he put his whole life savings and took the biggest gamble of his life and took Metallica out of San Francisco and brought them to the East Coast. Sign them, released Kill Them All, and then Metallica went to Electra. But then he created bands like Anthrax and Testament, Overkill, and all of these metal bands. So some of the baddest bands ever to be. Some out. of the greatest bands ever. And about a little over a year ago, Marsha died, and a, 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 and and today Johnny died. That and sounds, rest in peace absolutely rest in peace and my 15 year old brain was absolutely going insane because I had John on the podcast Dude, I remember that. I'm sitting there and I'm talking to him but I'm not really listening to what he's saying because in my head I'm going fucking nuts you know what I mean yeah. oh, sure. I, was, I was like 14 years old in, in my brain like I can't believe I'm talking with this guy and I was okay. just I was just fucking looking for it. I just had it out. Oh, here it is right in front of my face. And he thanked me for coming on the podcast. And then he asked me for my address. I'm like, all right, whatever. And he sent me a free copy of his book. And he autographed it for me. Oh, that's funny. As a token of thank you for him being on the Brooklyn
2: Blast Furnace podcast. Like, he didn't have to do that. Super cool guy. And it's sad because sure, so. you do a lot for the scene, you know, out here with the podcast. So, you know, you I know, guess,
0: but of- I didn't do anything for Metallica, you know, or anything <laughs> like that. You know, that guy, that guy thanked me. I'm like, thank me. Why are you thanking me? Like, you're the reason I listen to the shit I listen to, because I remember the first thing besides like whatever was playing in the house. Like the first thing I remember was I got the fucking Metallica ride the lightning cassette. Oh, yeah. I'm like, what the fuck is this? you it know it. and it yep. changed the whole course of everything it literally yeah. did you know yeah. from that and then i found like you know and then i went to, from that to testament and then i found suicidal tendencies and then oh, yeah. once i found suicidal tendencies they were playing at lamore's in brooklyn leeway opened up for suicidal tendencies i discovered oh, yeah. is, sure i man. discovered fucking leeway and then from leeway i discovered agnostic front and then there it goes
1: so it all stems from fucking john and marsha Azula. it literally yeah. does that's awesome, man. Yeah, man. They lit man. that fire, Jimmy. What happened? They lit that fire. They absolutely did. And for me to have him talking to him for an hour about
0: anthrax and fucking how Chronos from Venom is eating glass in his kitchen.
1: That's <laughs> <laughs> happening right now. You He's know not,
2: what I mean? What
1: is fucking yeah. awesome.
0: I never thought I would have a conversation with that guy. So, yeah. so this episode is dedicated to the memory of the one and only Johnny Z. Awesome, yeah. gentlemen.
2: What the fuck is going on? Oh, you know, we're just hanging out here in the D, man, you know, waiting for this uh big snowstorm that's supposed to hit in the next day or so. But you know, it might blow over, so who knows? Oh, it's
1: supposed, to, they, I, they, it's supposed to uh,
2: you know, snow again, yeah, snow again. I was out there, you know, getting the snowblower going and doing all this, shit, you know, trying to get prepared for probably just some rain, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's usually it's all fear tactics, bro. Yep. All fucking fear tactics. It's like everything else, bro. You know all about that. <laughs>
0: of course. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro. Like, but actually we got hit pretty bad. Like, but but, but oh, we yeah, we, hear, we hear we hear 17 different things. Two to four inches, six to nine inches, eighteen to twenty-four. We got about 10 inches. Yeah. You know? That's enough. Yeah. That's enough for a headache, that's for sure. Oh, 100 <laughs> percent It's a pain in the ass. In my car is right downstairs, right outside my window. It's still buried.
1: I don't give a fuck. Oh shit, man. Did you get hit with a snow plow where they buried you in? <laughs> yes. And that's why it's still buried.
2: Hell
0: yeah. Because
2: you didn't yeah. move it up the street, man.
0: Yeah. Fuck all
2: that.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's it's and it's on the right hand side because the plows always plow to the right. So yeah. of course I'm on the right hand side and I get buried.
2: <laughs> that's that's what I do for work. You know, I work for the city, like where I live in, and you know. And um, you know, I do plowing when it when it happens, like you know, we get snowstorms and stuff. And sometimes, you know, there's cars on the side of the road, they don't park in the driveway driveway or whatever, and we got to get around them, man. And uh-huh. sometimes that's just that's just what happens, man. People get plowed in and you know, people are coming out there yelling at you and stuff, and you're like, I'm just trying to clear the street off for everybody else, man. You know, but it's your different situation. You're out in New York out oh out here, it's you know, more neighborhoods and stuff, you know, where people actually do have driveways and stuff that they could pull into, you know, but yeah, so yeah. still don't, you know, listen, you know? <laughs> of course not. Of course not. Yeah, no, this is, it is a, I guess you could say it's a neighborhood, but when I, I'm in,
0: well, but like, like four blocks away, there's houses that are all separated. Like yeah. literally like, no joke, like 10 blocks away, there's multi, multi, multi-million dollar houses. Like oh yeah. it's, yeah, it's like, what do you do for a living? It's insane. Like yeah. definitely, definitely some shady shit because- oh, cool hundred percent, because you're in you're in New York, and you have a fucking mansion in Dyker Heights. There's some Fugazi going on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> more power to you. More power to you. But come on, man, you're not working a nine to five, and, you, and it's not happening. But the whole neighborhood is like that. Me, I have my own little nice little two bedroom apartment by myself. It's beautiful. That's good enough, man. You know, that's all you need, bro. Yeah, man. My daughter has her own room over there. I'm in mine. I got the living room, kitchen, got a bathroom. Sometimes exactly. less is more. Yeah, uh I, what the fuck do I need? I'm here alone all the time anyway. For the yeah. most part. Yeah, dude. So now you guys <laughs> went back in the studio.
1: Oh yeah. When did you first go back in the studio to create this new record that you guys got coming out? Shit, man. It's been on and off for years. We've been going in and out. It's,
2: it's we first I think we first went in probably uh, probably around like 2003 or 4, I think. For the record, originally,
1: maybe five or six. I don't know. We it's put the other one out a, a couple, a
2: couple years around, and uh, you know we did, you know we did, you know like drum tracks and scratch tracks on a guitar and everything like that, and um, you know we actually had to do it a, a couple ways because we did, you know we did certain songs at our uh, our record, you know our recording engineer's house because he has his own studio set up, and then um, we had to redo a, some tracks at an actual studio. So some of the, you know, some of the songs are recorded in in like one block and the other uh, set is recorded another block. So um, we kind of, but it's the same, it's the same record engineer, producer guy that we've been working with forever. Um, Who's that? What's his name? His name's Jay Clifton. He's been around for a long time. He's originally from, you know, Earth Mover and stuff like that. Original drummer, um, original Cold's Life too. He was one of the original bass players, you know, in one of the original lineups with Ron and everything like that. So no shit. He's been around for a long time. You know, he's he's one of our our, our best friends,
1: or brother, you know, in life. And He played guitar in Dogs War and drums. Yeah. In 97, up until we had a lineup change, probably 2005. Okay. Well, yeah. he's still been a part of the band. He still records with us. He does guitar tracks with us.
0: Yeah. A lot, a lot of you Detroit guys are very fucking, you're all intermingled in some way or the other, aren't yeah. you? I mean, both of you played in Coldest Life, Hate Incorporated, everybody's yep. all over the place. So, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, what other bands, Jake, like what other, what, what other Detroit hardcore bands did you play in besides Dogs of War,
2: Hate Incorporated? The, the, the Dogs of War, Hate Incorporated. Um, you know, I played bass in Dogs of War. I originally started out playing bass. Right. And then, you know, ended up switching to like guitar, you know, just different member, you know, lineup changes yeah. and stuff. Yeah. Um, I played drums for Cast and Fire which was uh you know me and Vinny always were brothers so we've always stuck together and you know um played in a lot of bands together but I played drums in Cast and Fire um which had Lenny from Earth mover in it he he sang we had Nate Stickney another guy that was in a few other bands with us from Alpina Michigan played guitar um Ricardo played bass Alliance. Um, The Alliance I played drums in which had Joe from Hyde um Clifton played in that one uh Herbert. Mike Codebert was the bass player. Um, I played in the Almighty Lumberjacks of Death. I played nice. with Big Dog, you know. I was in the, I was in the I was in the I shot the big dog. I was in the later years, you know. Um <laughs> since they they are around in the 80s, you know. Yeah. And uh, you know, got to know them from Vinny and everything. Mean, you know, because I was I'm I'm 39 now, but you know, I was a kid, you know, growing up in the scene, you know, from Vinny. Yeah. you know, um, so I, you know, got into the music really young and you know, pretty much
1: that. And, um, yeah, dude, how old we? We had this band called Detroit Hoods in like 1993. Yeah. And we recruited him for bass. And I think he was, how old were I was you? like 10 or 11 years old or something originally. Yeah. Nice. We, dude, listen to this, bro. He wouldn't leave us alone. We didn't want him because he was too young. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's we, the annoying he, young brother. Yeah, I used really to be older. that with my sister. She was six years older. I was the annoying pain in the ass brother. I get your pain, bro. I understand. Oh, he wouldn't stop, man. We, we yeah. tied him up with car chains before and shit and yeah. left him out in the yard. And They'd beat me every day, man. It all just... this crazy shit to him, and he kept coming back. And then we're like, fuck it, let's let him play bass. Because he ain't going to... nowhere, so yeah. he might as well just fucking take him. I,
2: I, yeah. put, I put my, uh, I put my uh, bass amp. I had this, like, little uh, bass amp. And, I, you know, I played in school, too. Like, I played in <coughs> an or- an orchestra and stuff. I played, like, the stand-up bass, you know, and all that stuff and jazz band. So I'd bring some of the equipment home sometimes, and I'd take my amp. And I, we had like a two story house at the time. And I put my amp out the window and we, uh, Vinny, he's always be working on cars and stuff like that in the garage. And I'd sit there and I'd blast the amp out, and you know, out to the backyard and be like, man, is it, is it good enough yet? Is it good enough yet? Can I play in the band yet? You know? And he'd be like, no, just keep practicing, keep practicing, you know? So, mm-hmm. you know, eventually they, they finally, they gave in and let me play, you know? Well, you yeah. had to get run through the gauntlet,
0: bro. Oh yeah, man. dude, he ran You, through you, the you gauntlet, needed to get bro, hazed. Bro. Yeah, <laughs> come on. Yes. Well,
2: yeah, I that mean, was like, their job. Your <laughs> job was to be the hazed kid. Yep, pretty much, man. <laughs> I, I grew up like that. So yeah, I mean, those those were pretty much the bands. That, like I said, it was the you know Cast and Fire, the Lions, Dogs War, Hating,
1: Cold as Life. I remember, you played um, Ramallah too. Yeah, Ramala. I
2: played. I played a show with Ramallah too. I played bass. Uh, nice. they, uh They needed a bass player at the time, and I was playing in Hating at the time, and uh jesse actually from dogs of war that, that plays drums on the new record coming out he played in uh ramallah at the time and uh he was like hey man why don't you come on you know try out doing the set and stuff so rob lynn was living here in uh you know detroit area and i ended up getting with him and he's like man we got a sh- hey brother we got a show coming up here you know at this time blah blah blah." And it was a it was uh, it was, uh we we're like black dahlia Murder was headliner and everything and uh he's like but it's like it's like this weekend man you think you can uh you think you can learn the songs and i'm like i don't know man i'll try and i remember just like for like three to five days man i was like stressing my balls off man trying to learn yeah fuck yeah it was, me and him me and him like work together man i ended up getting it down and it ended up being a you know, it ended up being a real badass show it was like this big fest called the dirt fest out in like burton i don't know birch run or something a, yeah. i can't remember what was that but uh oh by flint yeah that was the only show i ended up playing with them man, um because uh <laughs> I just, you know, I was I was doing Hate Inc. more, you know, that was that was our main band at the time, you know, other than Dogs War was taking a break at the time. So yeah. I, I focused more on Hate Inc. at the time. So I didn't, you know, do any more shows with them. But so what you what know. year is this about? Like what album oh, was out know. around
1: the time for Hate Inc.? It was, was probably what,
2: 2000. To Kill a Celebrity 2006? was out, you know what I mean? Whatever that No, I'm saying was. for Hate, Hate Incorporated. So that must yeah, have been man. the two, I mean, fuck, man. Probably was it the wasn't time. out yet or was it? the the clockwork misery wasn't out yet but you know life of pain was out yet. yeah okay so that that you know and the other members and from that record weren't playing anymore um so that's when me and would join hate inc yeah. and then we you know it was were,
1: around 05 06
2: maybe yeah roughly something like about. that you know around that time yeah so we ended up you know learning all the stuff and then we ended up writing more stuff with with beast and stuff too yeah um actually beast wrote most uh, a lot of the music himself too because he's a really talented guitar player and he actually comes up with some he put, he comes up with some pretty crazy backward stuff man that sounds awesome that a lot of people uh yes. don't know you know but he he's an amazing
1: guitar player and uh you know I didn't even know that. I had no idea. Yeah. But, oh yeah. dude, dude, bro, he the guy's phenomenal on guitar and in lyrics and all that stuff man. Just yeah. Very very talented artist and it's it's not just, you know, you could sit down with him and he could show you something. You'd be like, dude, how do you play that? Yeah, it was I like, can't even comprehend it. It was know? like reverse yeah.
2: than what you normally would play stuff. So you, like it would mess with your brain. You'd be like, man, how does he do this, man? So it's it, definitely like, a challenge. we pull our hair yeah. out stuff trying to do it, but we ended up getting it down. And then, you know, we, you know, we contributed to the, you know, the record as well. And, you know, I would play drums with, you know, me and Vinny being brothers and stuff. I would, you know, I play drums, bass, guitar, uh, you know, bass and guitar, sorry. And, uh, you know, me and him would jam together ourselves a lot, you know, I'd play drums, he'd play guitar and, uh, we'd come up with parts of songs all the time. And then, you know, we'd go to practice and, you know, um, you know, show it to the other guys and stuff like that. But that's how we ended up, uh, doing, uh, playing in coldest life for a while too, because, um, Roy played in hating and you know, he's the original cold life drummer. Sure. And, and, um, so we would, you know, we'd run through some of the songs, you know, for fun and whatever. And you know me and Vinny been jamming the His life song since we were you know since i was a little kid like again i would take equipment home from school and i would i'd play the original coldest life demo and stuff like that until i got it down and everything so to me i always you know it was our, always like part of my 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 thing you know so when we of actually course. Was, yeah it, that, that, that shit was,
0: is fucking it, i yeah. can't say it enough bro it's like it <laughs> some of the best stuff ever man it's it's the hot ha- it's it's I was thinking about it before because I, I knew, obviously I knew that I was going to be recording with you guys. Yeah. And it's like, now hear me out. It's like the Born to Land Hard and Fraternal Order of Felons, right? Yep. There's something about those two records. I'm not going to compare it in a certain way. In a certain way, I am. To me, they are like the Detroit equivalent to like victim in pain. The only reason why I say that is because when you listen to victim in pain and being from New York. So I get, I get it more. You listen to those songs, you listen to the music, you listen to Roger, you listen to the, the lyrics. It paints the perfect picture and feeling and mood of New York City, Lower East Side at that time. There's really? something about the way it sounds, it puts you right there. If yeah, you're absolutely. aware of what the city was like, you're right there and you completely get it. And it's something special that is timeless with that record. Yeah. Me being from New York, I get it. Yeah, sure. Detroit, I was never in Detroit. The closest I ever was to Detroit was in Lansing.
2: Yeah. <laughs> That's at about an, an airport, hour away from us right now. At an airport. Yeah, That's it. I worked on a plane there. That's it. Oh yeah, um, you, you. I saw some of the podcasts where you, you talked about being a, like a plane mechanic in the. Was it the army you were in, or was that? I like was that? in the Air Force
0: as an air, oh, okay. as an airplane as an. Uh, it was a crazy. It was a jet engine mechanic on fighter jets. But once I got out, I wound up instead of going back to school for a year and a half because I needed a job because I lived on my own. I, yeah. I wound up getting um, a job where I didn't need all the licenses working on fuel systems and planes. So basically, my entire day would consist of me literally spending my day inside the wing of a plane. Inside of a plane. Crazy, yeah. yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know how I did it, wearing gas masks and ventilators. Yeah. It's very unforgiving. There's all kinds of struts and everything's metal. You bang right, it. It's, it's all fucked up, right? But I used to travel all over. In Miami, it's 110 degrees on the fucking runway. There's my people bet. in the fuck, and I'm inside the wick, dying. Fuck that. So, yeah. so that was the closest I was ever in Detroit. So I'm just imagining in my head the sound sonically of Born to Land Hard and Fraternal Order of Felons is the same vibe I get for what Detroit was at that time. Yeah. Understand what it's I'm pretty, saying? That's yeah, how I'm comparing Victim in Pain sonically to
2: those two albums, sonically, it was a rough place, man. It really was. Yeah, I mean, he was, you know, like I said, yeah. I was young, you know, at the time I was, you know, like when Vinny's first started getting in the Detroit scene, I was probably like what five or six or something like that.
1: Yeah, I can't very, remember.
2: And you were older. We we lost our late '80s. We lost man. our dad when we were young, and you know, it kind of just it screwed up the whole mix of things. And you know, I was real young. Vinny was older, and he kind of went out, and that's when he lived with like Ron and everybody and stuff, and was doing the hardcore scene and yeah. rock scene back then, you know. That must have
0: been interesting to live with Ron. Oh, it was interesting. <laughs> I'm sure
1: it was very interesting. Maybe a little bit unpredictable at times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, man. And, and, you know, I always say, man, dude, you you got to know Ron, bro. He was your best friend, man. He loved yeah. you, you know. But he, he had that switch, bro, that he could just flip the switch. And if he got upset, you didn't want to be around, I'll tell you that. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to be pissing them off, man. <laughs> yeah. I've heard stories.
0: But then sometimes, listen, I've heard stories. I never met the guy, but there's always the flip side to that story. And then there's you know as well as I do, certain people they they have just like a reputation or an aura around their quote unquote legacy of how they really were. And it's kind of like a broad stroke picture of, right. you know, and I'm sure that. And people always love the shitty stories and the crazy stories and all that stuff. And that's the shit that usually sticks. So I'm yeah. sure that Ron was a little bit more than what's out there without people thinking too hard about it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah.
2: right. He was definitely an intense person. Man. I, I remember when they, yeah. uh, they lived together and, uh, you know, I, you know, I was living at my mom's at the time and it's, it's just a little story, but, he, I, Tell guys, stories, bro. I'm, I'm all he is. Tell they, didn't, they, they didn't have any food at their house and stuff like that. So they would like, you know, they would, they would sneak, they would look to see if, uh, my mom was home or not. And then they would, they'd cruise over and I'd, I'd be like, I'd be home or something with one of our other brothers or my other brother, Mikey. And, uh, they would, they would break in the house and they'd be like, Hey Jake, what do you got to eat, man? You got any food? So I remember them. I remember like giving them like uh breaking in the pantry and get them, giving them all the old cans of carrots and you know, all the, the all the, all the food that we didn't want to eat in the house and stuff. So. the, the Bro, It was like <laughs> suburbia, man. You, you ever seen suburbia? Yeah, of when course.
1: Ago. So so I, I'm staying at Ron's house and we're our, our boy, uh, Scotty Reams Sharky was his name. Rest in peace, man. He got killed right after Ron, man. Uh, around that same time and uh, tragic, but just an awesome dude. And he, he drove like an uncle Buck mobile, bro. This big <laughs> green thing that <laughs> nice. the window was blown out. We had to put cardboard in it because the fumes would come in. No but, shit. <laughs> you know, I thought I'd, I'd find out when my mom was leaving town, man. And we'd be like, you know, Ron and, them and him would get together and be like, yeah, let's go raid the pantry. <laughs> so we, had, no, we, we lived all the way on the East side of Detroit. So we would drive like 25 minutes to my mom's house. <laughs> which was on, on the way west side in Livonia. And, man, dude, it was like that, like this, uh, you know, the rejected punks, bro. We'd be filling pillowcases we'd be like, <laughs> you know, everything we said. We like, fucking eat. peas and carrots and bro, yeah, all, said, all, all that shit we didn't want to eat, man. I was giving it to Me, him. me and my boy, man, Mike Dewey, we ate a whole big one-pound can of lima beans, dude, for a week because we didn't have nothing to eat, man. <laughs> Hey, listen, when you're fucking hungry, you'll eat a fucking can of lima beans and like Whoa. it. <laughs> bro, I'm telling you, man. Yeah. I, I haven't touched them since. I'm sure you <laughs> haven't. You know? <laughs> man, we to do the missions, though, bro. We Ron used to, he'd was he. He'd be good at that. He'd call up and he'd be like, he'd call Burger King. He'd be like, yeah, I was just up there and you guys messed my order up and shit, man. I'm coming back. So they'd have, like, a whole order of Big Macs and whatever <laughs> else, dude, they had. And we would go right to the window and just, grab that shit. We'd be eating all night, you know? There you go. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes you got to do that shit. You got to get up. You got to eat, bro. You'll you, you come up with some very inventive ways to fill your stomach. Bro. bro, we did, man. And and I remember going to the, uh, there was one party store in the neighborhood and you had to walk like four blocks to get to it. It was just on the other side of Jefferson and Cashew and it was in, in the good part of town, but we live in the shitty ass part of town where you you didn't want to get caught alone, dude. You get, you get shot or beat up or whatever. Yeah. I remember we had a dog in there, dude, and he was starving. I'd go up there and steal peanut butter and anything I could stick in my flight jacket, man. i come out looking like the state buck marshmallow, man. <laughs> I'm like, and, and the dude behind the counter would just look at me and then look away. Yeah. Let me walk out the door, dude. Cause yeah. we all had you know shaved heads and boots on and shit. Yeah, you look you look like a man. You look like men a society, of course. Yeah. Bro, they, they don't want no part of that shit. No, <laughs> that's before off security cameras
2: and all that oh, crazy yeah, shit dude, all the that. time too. You know, oh, yeah. man,
1: can you imagine? Bro,
0: This shit that went on, even here in New York, and this, the nonsense that I used to pull back in the early '90s, and all the fuck that. What? Yeah. if there was cell phones and all the surveillance, we'd all be fucked. I'd be so You're totally. Fucked. Man. The jails would be full. Packed out.
1: <laughs> Packed out. <laughs> I'd have Holy a fucking God. record like this. It would be nuts. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I look back now and I'm like, thank God I didn't caught, get caught in even half the shit we did. No, hardly
0: anything. Count on one hand the shit that I got busted for. Yep. Fuck, man. <laughs> Insane, no,
2: man. See, I was too young, man, to go out of that time. So, you know, I was at home hanging out, playing video games and shit. And, you yeah, know, you were better off. Yeah, well, maybe not. Really you bad. don't have as many stories. But he, he he would pop in, you know, once in a while, though. You know, with Ron or you know, he would show up, and I'd be like, oh, like this is my older brother, Vinny. Uh, you know, I haven't seen him in a long time." Hey, and mom. You know, I was like, "We're back." <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> and then we're leaving again. <laughs> right. I to say hi, you know. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I yeah, it was a crazy time, man, for sure. Yeah. Was Rap Bones running around at this time frame? Dude, Rap Bones, bro. I love Rap Bones, man. He's my brother. Rat Shout Bones. out to Rap Bones.
0: Shout out to, to Rap Bones. He actually, when I posted, I posted something uh, podcast related or whatever. And he's like, yo, man, I want to come back. I want to do a third episode. He's like, yeah. you've evolved oh, yeah. and I've evolved. So we have to tell more story. I'm like, all, right, all right, dude. <laughs> well, I'll,
1: I'll jump on the train. I'll come i'll sit at your fucking kitchen table again. That's fine. Bro, me and bro, me and Rap Bones, man, right around the same time that I moved into Ron's, I still had a I had a car, but it broke down. But I used to go pick him up in Cast Corridor, man, and we would go to shows, just me and him. And uh, bro, talk about some wild nights, what, bro. What is what well, I, I just
0: I was looking on Craig Holloway's Facebook page or Instagram page today, and I saw an old hate incorporated flyer of something like that. And it said Cass
2: Carter. And that was like the first time I ever seen it. What is it? C-A-S-S Carter. What is that? It's actually like uh, it's, it's down in the city. It's actually like what it's, it's a street. Basically, but the corridor
1: neighborhood yeah. was like
2: a neighborhood of you know in in the
1: section of the city basically. Okay, you know. it was one of the roughest, and now now they're going through and making it you know yuppieville. Say like the oh. side or something like that, but you know, game is like, everywhere you know. over here, dude. Well, it was you, you know we used to go and hang out when we were skinheads and shit, man. There'd be it, it was a neighborhood where you could find whatever drugs you wanted, prostitutes, all this shit was in that neighborhood, bro. They like had like abandoned hotels where they ran a business out of there you know sure. I mean? so I'm we would go awesome. down there and we, we would go down there and just drink 40s and bus bottles and shit and, yeah. and hang out but uh yeah we used to play shows down there at a place called the comet bar and they okay. bulldozed that to make the new uh red wings uh stage oh yeah little caesar's arena man they knocked down pretty much like
2: half the freaking neighborhood all these old bars and stuff like that they actually some of the bar owners you know they held on for all these years and then they you know the illages went in there and were like Here's a million dollars or whatever for your yeah. property, or three million or whatever they had, and you know some of the you know they sold out and you know which I some of them I can't blame them you know after all those years sure and then I think there's like there might still be like a couple still there that didn't sell I don't out know how much
1: is there might be yeah. like one house or two houses or something where the people are like we're holding on for
2: life you know yeah but you know, uh-huh.
1: you know, but, you know the, the cast core that's where the freezer club was and the clubhouse for negative approach back in the early eighties so oh no the big hardcore scene pretty much started in that area. Okay. You know, with the dudes from Heresy. Yeah. Uh, all them guys used to hang out down there. That was like their stomping grounds, man. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, because like the, the, the couple of episodes I did with Jeff and the last one, like
0: I, I, for some reason, I don't know why I just never came up the term cast corridor, never came up. And I saw it today for the first time. I was like, and I kind of forgot about it until you just mentioned it. So I had to ask what the hell
1: that was because I'm not a Detroit guy. And yeah. a lot of people that are listening aren't either. So yeah. But but yeah, Rat Bones used to live down there. He had an apartment. I if I I think it was Willard Street, if I remember correctly. But man, dude, I'd go pick him up. We'd go hang out at shows, dude, and talk about you. You know, it's Rat Bones, bro. He wasn't I, afraid to do nothing, dude. He. Oh, like I that. know Rat Bones well, <laughs> bro. One night, like, dude, did, did you ever see that leather jacket he used to wear? Most likely, yeah, bro. It, it had razor blades and freaking sharpened nails in it. So if anybody grabbed them, I would get all cut up, bro. Dude, this dude, I remember one time they wouldn't, we were at St. Andrews Hall and they wouldn't let him into a show. And he climbed up the freaking gutter, bro,
2: on the <laughs> building,
1: two stories. The building is huge, too. And, and fell off the thing. I think he even broke his arm or something. You're going to have to ask him about it. I he hurt himself, but he he went back up there then, got in the show. I mean, he didn't care, bro. There's a Rap Bones on. is always,
0: no matter what, he's in the show. It doesn't yeah. matter. He doesn't have a ticket. It's oversold out. He's saying <laughs> he, And next thing you know, his fucking Shelto Adidas is always on my yep. face.
1: Yeah. All the time. I'm like, Rap
0: Bones, you dancing tonight? Nah, I'm retired. <laughs> yeah. And Tom no, I'm retired. retired, I'm done. 30 seconds later, I'm eating his fucking shoe because it's Rappos on my head again, all
1: the time. He always, find always finds funny. my face. Yeah, <laughs> always. Bro, it, it, there was never a dull moment because if like, you know, Detroit was kind of weird. You could have an awesome band playing, it'd be packed and everybody'd be standing around, yeah. you know? Yeah. And then the breakdown comes in and here's Rappos, dude, off the freaking monitor speakers. Dude. You yeah. bunch of pussies, man. He just yeah. right yeah.
2: and before you know it, the whole place is chaos. There's and a picture know? of him actually jumping off the St. Andrew's balcony, which was like, you know, that freaking flights up. And yeah, he, you know, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's like a well-known picture. Like the- that's that's the that's the yeah. picture
0: I used for the flyer for the first time he was on. He was yeah. on like episode like three or four. Like wow, he know, early one. Oh yeah. Really early. Like yeah. episode three
1: or four. He was like the first, I think, first guest actually on the show. Dude, oh, You know what? It was cool though, because he, he bridged the gap. Like I think a lot for Detroit, and New York, because yeah. he knew everybody in New York and yeah. he was living out here. And I mean, yeah, the, tell that story. he's he's the reason I got to meet Roger and Benny and all them. Uh, when cold is life played with agnostic front and Flint yeah. um, or something like that. Yeah. That was like 1990. Um, but those were all his boys, and like, dude, that night he's like, "Listen, man, let's go. Uh, let's meet up with Roger, and we'll go back to New York with him." And I was living on the streets. So I'm like, "Yeah, bro, let's oh, fucking let's, let's go. go." Yeah, and we're all, you know, the whole the whole drive to the show, he's drinking Cisco and <laughs> taking meth, <Mescolina laughs> oh, whatever the shit God. was. And by the time we got there, dude, he was so fucked up. He pissed all over the stage, dude. He had to pull his pants down. He's pissing on the stage and shit. And <laughs> we're like, dude, you know, the Roger's like, calm down, man. Calm down, Rambo. <laughs> Like, they wouldn't, they wouldn't let us on the bus after the show and shit. No, and,
0: and though that that time frame, that was Roger's crazy days too. So he's on Rappos yeah. to relax. And Rappos is drinking Cisco. Oh <laughs> God. Dude, yeah, if the if the people have no idea about Cisco, they Definitely better off that they don't know. But that That shit shit was hardcore. Yep. Wild berry Cisco. Yep. Nice and fruity. Yeah, damn. It wasn't fucking fruity. (laughs) It was fucking (laughs) disgusting. And I don't know what was in that shit, man. But at that time, I had a fucking alcohol and drug tolerance back then. And I would drink Cisco and be fucked.
1: Yeah, it, it would be that crazy buzz, though. Fucked. Make it sick. It was almost like that buzz you didn't want to have after you got it. No, you didn't want it. It was, <laughs> ba- it
0: was just no good. Yeah, Cisco go was yeah. fucking evil shit, man. Yeah. Always in bad neighborhoods. Go to the oh, dirty cool. bodega where they have the cat. There's always a cat. And, the fucking, <laughs> and, yeah. and fucking, it was a weed spot. And they had nothing but, like, the budget Doritos. I don't know if they have them out in Detroit, but they were called Bravo's. <laughs> And they were like oh, uh, the fake Doritos and the fake chips. And it was fucking Cisco and a weed spot in bad neighborhood. All you needed bulletproof glass.
1: Yeah. yeah oh yeah, that's Fucking bad the huh? bulletproof
2: glass around Detroit
1: for sure. Yeah. Man. Yeah. That, that was some fun with the rap ones though, man. I, you know, all of us have changed over the years, and I'm glad to see him doing good and you know, family yeah. and all that. And God bless him, man. I, I love the guy, man. He's
0: yeah, guy. man. Rap Bones is a good dude, he's a great father, too, man. He's always yeah. with his son Luke,
1: and yeah, he's always posting he pictures. Like
2: too, man. You funny. know, here's, here's what he, he looks, looks just man.
1: like Rap Bones. Little yeah, Luke looks dude. just like him, totally spitting image, man. Yeah, man. But uh, I was gonna say for years, man, me and him, we were supposed to start a band because I always played guitar, and you know, we used to drive by this uh place on eight mile. It used to be called Midwest ice. And, uh, he's always like, man, we gotta, we gotta get that band going, man. Midwest ice core. You know what I mean? Like, hard, you know, there's everything, you know, everything in Michigan or Detroit was like, it's cold out here, you know, cold is life colder than you, you know, it's, yeah. it's ice, man. Um, yeah. We, didn't he come up with cold is
2: life name? From, we,
1: yeah. So, so the rumor right, has one, that, one of the yeah, stories, he, yeah. he, he, he actually
2: may have came up with the name cold is life, but.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know the details to all that, but I know right. we were supposed to start a band, and we never have, but we have still talked about it over these years, you know? Yeah. About doing something. Yeah. Fucking, how is it going to happen now, though? You have to fucking come yeah. to me, Paul. Oh, Yeah. Well, you know, we got technology, bro. We got pro tools.
0: You you, you fucking do, man. You could email (laughs) fucking, you could email riffs to him. He could stand in his kitchen next to all of his fucking Star Wars toys. Yeah, dude. And fucking scream. Yeah. You shoot a badass video
1: at his house. You can. You You know what I mean? He would get so into it also. Dude, I know. He loves that <laughs> Listen, you he, he got some cool stuff, man. He, he does. Some- Listen, I have a bunch of. like ho- I'm a fucking child as well, dude. I have fucking horror <laughs> figures.
0: I make sure that the, the weapons have to be in their hands, right thing, all the Jasons, and
1: all kinds of fucking horror shit in the living room. I, I'm like fucking 14. 14. Whatever yeah. you do, don't slam the door hard because if them figures start falling down it's and, like, and it's a fucking whole shit show they all start going
0: then you get mad and arm breaks and i'm fucking down it's like my daddy's ruined i gotta glue shit and then it's still not good so i gotta go on ebay because it's discontinued now i'm gonna pay 80 dollars oh something i paid 15 for
2: the, the whole fucking of this, it's priceless now too man i mean some of those crazy. figures and stuff like you know some of the star mm-hmm. wars figures and all that man some people are getting some big money for those you know it's i would have kept them all
1: about have known that shit Oh, yeah. me too, bro! All the fucking GI Joes and Star Wars and, and E-Man figures and shit I had. Forget it! Dude, all that shit, bro! Transformers and GoBots and all that shit. Yeah, fucking know. Voltron, bro! Come on, yeah, oh, yeah. Voltron, nuts,
2: nuts! My other brothers yeah. still got the Voltron figure, you know, where you can take the legs off and everything, and it, you know you can do. But the-
0: there was two different ones. There was like the kind of bogus one that was Cars, yeah, and then there was the one that was like the real one. The, the one with the... Fu- it was made out of metal and it eats a yep. woman with lions and it would create oh. the whole fucking... That thing weighed like 20
1: pounds. With the whole thing stuff. was bad. Yeah, he's,
2: he's still got it somewhere. Probably. Bro, you <laughs> cut yeah. your friend's head
1: open with one of them things. Oh, I was that. just thinking the same thing. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Jeez, Old school I'm metal Tonka just...
0: toy trucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Dude. yeah. I used to brawl with my sister. I threw a dump truck at her. Forget it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. We used to brawl <laughs> with metal <laughs> toys. Now everything's real flimsy and plastic and the kid's wearing a helmet in the house because he might bump Don't
2: play with your truck indoors,
0: yep. dude. Yeah, yeah. You get a break so you scratch the floor. It was fucking bananas in my house, man. Oh, fucking I know, man. Yeah. we were hard <laughs> That's <laughs> what
2: you did back then, man. There was no internet. There was no, you know, cell phones. People actually went outside and played with their toys and you know, rode their bikes and and were complete were completely
0: occupied, never bored ever. Yeah, always had something to do. Five channels on TV, no cable, yep. no yep. Re- no remote. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, no remote. You yeah. had to get your lazy ass up and turn the channel. But there was always <laughs> something on fucking TV. I had there was channel two, four, five, seven, nine, eleven, and thirteen here. There was yeah. always something on
1: that you would watch and be satisfied with. Oh yeah. Now we have
0: yeah. eighteen hundred channels. There's never anything on.
1: And yep. that's how it is, man. It's all commercials and bullshit, you know, and the yes. same old movies over and over. Yeah, man. You know, I remember on, we had Channel 20 and they they would do like, uh, what was it, Saturdays or Sundays? They'd have like Sir Ghastly Ghoul and all the, they would do like the, the block of the vampire movies and yeah. shit. Like at, yeah. Like at eight or nine and go till midnight and do it be The Three Stooges S- and shit. Saturdays was the best, bro. Saturdays, I remember it was, my father would watch Wide World of
0: Sports. Yeah.
1: The agony of defeat, the <laughs> thrill of victory, the agony of
0: defeat. And then after that, wizard man. <laughs> it was like a fucking block of like the Sunday, Saturday afternoon, Channel 5 Kung Fu movies. Oh, yeah, dude, for real? School
1: I, school. I forgot about that shit. Yeah, bro. Wants
0: like Shaolin versus Shaolin the Wu-Tang Master and shit. Yeah. yeah. Fun shit back yeah. in the day. Yeah. See the kids listening now. If, they, if there's any young kids, they have no idea what we're talking about. Yep. You'll yeah, never know. Look
1: that shit up, kids. Yeah, yeah, go Google it. If the words match their mouth, you're watching the wrong stuff. Right. <laughs> the dude's yeah. mouth would be shut, and he'd still be talking. <laughs> Fuck, man. Good stuff, bro. Yeah, bro. So now, so now, you you guys are done with the what's the name of the new record? Year of the Dogs. Well, it was Judgment, but. Uh, you know,
2: maybe we're still kicking around. We don't know exactly yet. All right. Working titles.
1: Yeah. Nothing is set in stone here on the fucking yeah. podcast. It's all getting mixed right now. Bro. Yeah, it's getting
2: mixed right now. We just sent it out this last weekend. Like I said, we worked on it for about fucking 20 fucking years, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're like, yeah, we started it in like 2004
0: or five. I'm yeah. doing math in my head. I'm like, dude, that's like a long time ago.
2: Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's not that we just continuously worked on it. We, we right. took like a 10 year break, you know, we took like a 10 year break where we, you know, we were doing so many bands at the time, me and Vinny, like we were always, we, we, we had like a cycle of probably like three or four bands going at the same time. So if we had like downtime with this band, we, we would jump full force with this band. And then, you know, dogs has been the main one that's been around that we just, you know, even if we didn't do anything, we always came back to, and it was like, you know, cause me and him started it you know and stuff and um we just were like we got to finish this effing recording man you know and get this shit finally out so you know over the last few years we finally started getting back in the studio laying some leads and you know vocal tracks and stuff like that and you know so we finally just went what was a weekend a week ago and
1: finished last saturday yeah was was our last session with final leads and guitar stuff but you know what jimmy here's the thing it might have took longer. But I think it happened for a reason because we're in a better place musically, more ideas. Yeah. Um, we've re-recorded a lot of the stuff on there. So, you know, without going in all the crazy details, but yeah, you know, I just got done finished writing lyrics for a couple songs that didn't even have lyrics. Right. You know, and they turned out like the, the last one we did, you know, I I wanted to have different people sing on it, you know. I talked to Rat Bones about doing it, maybe Jeff Canell's, but you know everybody's busy, and you know it's it's, it's one of them things. Now. Yeah, so you know I finally went in and I sat down and, and wrote the lyrics about what's going on right now in our situation as a whole in the world and what the governments are trying to come down with us. You know rules and regulations and, and tracking. Uh,
2: you know, you freedom,
1: pretty much. It's, yeah, it's your freedoms being taken away, and you have to be the resistance. The song's called "We Are the Resistance," and it's it's a it, it, and it's written about that, like standing up and doing something about it instead of sitting at home with your thumb in your ass, going, "Oh, I wish something would change." Uh, right. But you know, I'm not gonna do a damn thing.
0: It's it, it's it's like it's like the crowd at a hardcore show that's just standing there. We need a rap
1: bones to set it off to have everyone else start yep. going. It's buck like it, a powder bro. cake, bro. It explodes. You know what I mean? So so yep. that was the basis. But what I'm getting at is this stuff wouldn't have happened if if we didn't like actually take the time and and think about it and and finish it right. You know, because mm-hmm. we could have rushed it a long time ago and just been hey whatever. Yeah. You know, happens for
0: a reason, man. Listen, yeah, it sounds yeah. cheesy, but like sometimes the, the universe
1: works in a weird way sometimes, man. It's true. Well, bro, you know, and, and it's it's cool. man. <laughs> you know, we, we ended up linking, linking up with Peter Warall from uh, 1054 Records in Australia. Yeah. And the dude's super cool, bro. And, uh, you know, we've been friends for a while, but never. got. I see him, him posting all that 1054 record stuff everywhere. Yeah. 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 And, he's, yeah. you know, we've, we've talked for a while, man, and, and he's got a real good heart and he's all about the music. So you know it's the, the record's going to be coming out on that on cd and it'll be on all streaming platforms uh of course we really would like to do a vinyl of it that would so, be awesome you know if there's if if anybody out there I'm just throwing it out yeah vinyl yeah of course really,
2: vinyl's really backed up right now i guess you know because of the, the whatever the pandemic or whatever everything is a fucking pandemic
0: it's the excuse for everything Yep. Oh, that's, the, that's the word right
2: there. So that's the it's
0: used and- for everything. It's the yeah. fucking crutch. Oh, what happened? Uh, the, the worst expression that's become like so it's saturated everywhere and you hear it, but like some people don't even hear it, but I fucking go nuts whenever I hear it. And I, yeah. I'm guilty sometimes of saying it too. When yeah. someone says, well, ever since COVID
1: hit, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> my life has ended. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, well, then COVID hit. I fucking hate it. Yeah. I hate yeah. it. I don't know why. Well, oh, yeah, when COVID hit, shut up. Yep. That's Bro, the that, that was a reason to live life even more. You know what I mean? Yep. It's like, yeah. You, yeah. We don't. I like, had this shit. I had it.
0: I felt like shit, but I was never in fear of my life. What did I do? And I'll say it right here. Did I quarantine? Fuck of here. I was out and about. I was by myself. I was in my truck driving around. And going to fucking places where serial killers killed people. I did. I, on, you, I, you, I went to fucking true crime spots where the son of Sam fucking shot people. I went to this person, place <laughs> over here. I climbed the fence to take a picture of the scene in Goodfellas where the pink Cadillac is, where they're both dead, where Johnny Rose Beef and his girlfriend are dead in the pink Cadillac. Like I was <laughs> driving around dying in my truck hopping fences taking pictures of movie locations
2: come yep. on man you weren't driving around with your mask on by yourself in the oh park? like a real like a real <laughs> fucking rolled
1: up. yeah like a <laughs> jerk you're your
2: truck sick man be careful i know
1: no, i I'm see them that all the time
0: yet. like you're alone you have a mask on your windows are up <laughs> The fuck is wrong with you it's what like about i'm living not trying to make
2: India. fun of people because you know some people some people are really scared you know some people aren't you know so i'm not trying to like you know say anything about those people or friends that are you know doing what they got to do you know that's their choice that's cool you yeah know? it is but I, like I think it's kid. a little silly oh yeah for sure yeah. it's just me
0: i'm just a, i'm a half an idiot from brooklyn so don't take me yeah. fucking serious yeah don't call me any <laughs> rocket scientist either so yeah don't call me exactly don't call me a rocket scientist
2: yeah so yeah, we finally, you know, we finally finished it up. Um, so, you know, we're just waiting, you know, with the mail and stuff being a little slow right now, we're waiting for it to get to the mixer. He's going to mix it up and, you know, we're going to start listening to some of the mixes on it and uh, hopefully they they come out good and then we can get it out to, you know, Peter within the next couple of months, depending on what's going on and we can get it out you know, hopefully spring or summertime and uh, get, you know, get the ball rolling again, you know, hopefully. yeah, I'm, I'm hoping sooner
1: than later though, cause it's time. Yeah. Time to get the shit out.
2: Well, well the well the
0: good, I mean it's it's not you know what's kind of cool is that this this episode is gonna drop in a few weeks. I always I always have you know a few. So this this is gonna drop the first week in in March. So a little bit over a month, the the, the fourth. So nice. So so that's like another month in that people will hear this that we're talking about this. So it's a little bit closer.
1: So it kind of works out. See, I know another thing, you know what's another thing that's cool, Jimmy, too, is like with all this happening again, man, I just want to give a shout out to the fans and the people who have supported us all these yep. years in this band because I've had so many people hit me up asking about, you know, just the record and just happy that we're doing it again and yeah. you know, are, re- are ready for it. So, you know, that that kind of lights a fire under our ass, yep. you know, to get pumped yep. up again and get motivated. And it's, it, it's it's a good thing, man. And, you know, Fuck I'm looking, yeah. looking forward to new doors opening with all that. Yep. It's it's gotta be, it's gotta be a fucking cool feeling that after all
0: these years, people are like fucking looking forward to new dogs of war shit. Like they're still yeah. anticipating
1: new music from you guys. Yeah. You bro, know? That's what I'm saying, man. hundred percent, man.
2: Yeah. Sometimes yeah. you think, you know, nobody cares or nobody, you know, even thinks about it anymore. And then you hear people that like, I have people hit me up from Europe or even Puerto Rico. Sometimes like what's dogs War up to man, you guys still doing something. And I'm like, man, it's, it just, it blows your mind sometimes, you know, that, you know, for a hardcore band, somebody, you know, we, I think our original CD we got out, Undisputed, we only got probably like 200 copies out, man. You know what I mean? In yeah. the whole world. So people, you know, were like telling me how they bought it on eBay and stuff like that in England
1: and everything. And I'm like, that's just crazy, you know? I, oh, yeah. I, yeah. yeah. That, that reminds me right now. So any of you people out there paying 50, 75 bucks for one of them CDs on eBay, don't, because it's going to be re released with bonus stuff on it. Yeah. There you go. After this record drops, uh, we worked to deal with Peter to re-release the old stuff too. So it's going to be re-released. Yep. There you go. That's so awesome. Come
2: to, come to us and we'll, you know, we'll burn you a copy or something. Because yeah. <laughs> hey, it you pisses me
1: off, bro. I <laughs> found one of our demos and I took a screenshot out of it. And it was the original cassette tape, and somebody wanted it. was like, buy it now for 150 bucks on uh, eBay. eBay. Yeah. I'm like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. We dubbed them things on a boombox back in the day. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Bro, I'll, I'll even make you a color copy. I'll burn it on CD and I'll. There you it. go. Do You, do you <laughs> dub that, then
0: you make a mixtape of all kinds of shit, and you hand it out to your friends. Yeah, yeah, dude. For real. 150 bucks for a cassette tape that you're gonna put it in the fucking
1: thing, and it's gonna get eaten because it's ate. It could have already been eaten for all you know.
2: you know, Yeah, man. it's oh. crazy too because you know tape. You know that's one of the, you know one of the things coming back now. Like you know working with our our other buddies, they're like, "Hey man, you guys going to release some cassette tapes?" And we're like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" And they're like, "Why? <laughs> tapes are getting getting big again, man. Like want tapes again, I guess man. Do, I don't people know do want fucking tapes again. It's weird,
0: bro. My daughter's twelve. She was like, "Dad, I want a VCR." What? <laughs>
1: Yeah, and I got went movie. to
0: eBay and I bought a fucking v- a brand new VCR. It was like fucking 40 bucks. Yeah,
1: dude.
0: <laughs> and then this she's like, great. I want this movie and that movie. And this, so I bought like True Romance, Titanic, Basketball <laughs> Diaries, know. all these things on I fucking think... VHS. Those things cost me like 40 bucks a piece but more than the VCR. But yeah, she wow. wants the fucking VCR. I don't know. Yep. She wants an old vintage typewriter.
1: I'm like, why? You have a thousand oh, dollar iPhone. You want no. a typewriter <laughs> with ribbon hey. and I gotta get you paper? <laughs> tick, 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 tick. Hey, <laughs> you great. never know. Maybe they'll come up with an app for the iPhone, you know. Yeah, well, something. Typewriter it. <laughs> but hey, it listen, you know. want to listen to tapes,
0: have at it, man. You know? Yeah. You, know, this, but, you know. And I understand that's one thing I do thank the hipsters for is that they they were kind of the ones that brought the vinyl back. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. In the beginning. And yeah. I always loved vinyl. You know know Me mean? too. I mean, that's all I ever wanted
1: was vinyl. Yeah, yeah, it's just the artwork. It's 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 just something about vinyl that's oh, just it's got that just that flavor to it, man. Dude, the sound of vinyl, there's nothing that compares to it either, man.
2: Right. That's cool. You get a little fold out thing, sometimes you get a poster, you know what I mean? It's yeah, it's, you're reading
0: the thank you list, you're reading lyrics along with it. You can't yeah. do that on your fucking Spotify
1: playlist. Well, you know, no you can, man. They don't got no colored vinyl on there. No nonsense it <laughs> is nonsense bro it is it's crazy
2: jimmy <laughs> yeah it's
0: fucking funny it's like it's like i was looking the other day well i won't spill it too much but next the weekend the week after this one is an episode with with uh john porcelli
2: yeah i saw yeah, i saw bro. your
0: little thing. yeah i recorded with him last night an hour and 40 minutes we were going fucking bananas it was That's super awesome cool. But, like, I didn't even mention it on that one, but the only reason why I'm saying it is because I looked up and the, the most amount of money that was paid, because, you know, the, the Chung King Can Suck It record? Yeah,
1: yeah. I got that
0: record. Bro, original first press, the most the, the highest someone ever paid for it was $6,800. Holy dude. shit. <laughs> Almost seven that. grand.
1: <laughs> seven <laughs> grand for a fucking first press of that. I think the one I got's a. I think the one I got is a uh, bootleg. I'm not sure. It's a white vinyl, yeah. ten inch. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got the artwork and shit. And it, I like the record. Oh, bad. Yeah, I yeah. it, I like it. Yeah, they, yeah, they, they had, had an issue at Chung King Studios. But right. but the, like if you if it's a
0: legitimate first press copy and like pristine, seven grand. Dude,
2: what? That's nuts, oh. bro. That's crazy. You get seven grand to draw away on a judge record? Come on, dude. He's got the original negative approach record too.
1: I got a bunch of original yeah, ones, man.
2: Like the the first, whatever that first seven inch, whatever with uh the, the chick from um uh, oh her? yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh what's her name? That uh yeah. The yeah. Exorcist. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: that oh thing, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. That thing's super rare too. It's crazy, you know. How, that, that was one of my punk days living on the streets. I saw it at Sam's Jams and they wanted 50 bucks for it and i threw it in a, a 45 uh bin and put uh i think it was a dollar 50 sticker on it and uh i took it up to pay for this shit because i only had like five bucks man i'm like yeah. I want that record, bro. <laughs> yeah and uh i took it up to the counter and the chick she she fucking did one of these double takes she's like <laughs> and i go i just went like this i don't know <laughs> well you know and i just played dumb and she's like that's that's supposed to be way more than that. And I'm like, I don't know. It was in the, in the record bin. And she goes, okay, well, it's got the sticker on it, so I got to sell it to you. And I'm like, okay, later. <laughs> I went out there. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun. fucking score. Yeah, it no, is, man. It wasn't honest, but I did it. So what are you going to do? Who gives a fuck? You're a kid. Who did honest shit when you were a kid? <laughs> You're supposed to do this
0: stupid shit when you were a kid. Yeah. That's why you have these stories to tell 40 years later. Dude for real. <laughs> yeah, come on. I used to do shit just for the story. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. did. Of course. Yeah, I'll do this. Well, why are you gonna do that? I don't know. It'll be a crowd pleaser later on in life. I would ask <laughs> me sure, sure about it. Yeah. True. I have stories that, yeah, why'd you do that? Just Dude. for for the story. Why not? For a laugh? <laughs> for a goof.
2: What so, made our yeah. lives interesting, man? Now, now people got stories about you know being on Facebook instead, you know.
0: Ah, oh, you see it, <laughs> and everyone knows about it. It's nothing. Nothing is like within your little circle. It's not an inside joke no
1: more. It's uh, it ain't you know, nothing, man. Everybody knows it.
0: Yeah, it's not. If you if you if you want to put all your shit out on there, fuck all that. Oh, for real. Yep. Some people no. do,
1: man. Some hey, people do. Forward. I am looking forward to that parcel one, though, man. Yeah, that's that's gonna be. When badass. I seen you post that, I go. I go, oh, hell no. He's like one of my favorite guitar players. Yeah, man. Yeah, it
0: was it was awesome because because I was doing like, obviously, you guys know and and people listening and watching know, you know, it was very very old music, hardcore bands, hardcore bands. I would have a couple of, you know, underground rappers on and I would like, like, you know, a graffiti writer here and there. And then I felt like I was having even though it was with different people in different bands, I almost felt like I was having like the same conversation. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was yeah. nothing against anybody that I had on. I just, I just felt like I was kind of repeating myself. Even though I wasn't, it was like the same thing over and over. So I was like, yeah. you know, I'm just, I just want to, I did it on purpose. I just want to change directions just for a little bit. And I was doing like a lot of horror movie people. And yeah, yeah. I went a lot awesome. of horror conventions and shit. And that's shit that I grew up on watching. You know what I mean? So cool. there were certain people. I Dude, I had the fucking original hitchhiker from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre
1: on. Yeah. That's cool. I'm watching what that, it? bro. You have all kinds of people on here that that no one else has ever had on.
0: Right, so. so I'm sitting here right where I am right now, talking with the guy who was in the van, cutting his hand, the hitchhiker from the original Texas. Ch- I'm like, Dude, crazy, how bro. is this happening right now in my head? So yeah. I did like a whole series of five different people from that movie, and this. So I was like, you know what? All right, so now let me start. And then you guys said, well, Vinny, you said that you were, you know, had a. You know, you guys just got signed to a you know a label, but so it's like, all right, so come back on. Yeah. So yeah. So, so, so it's like it, I think you are, I'll tell you right now. Um, hold on. It is ba, 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 ba. yeah, I have a couple of episodes and the actors, actors that have a bonus with Craig, that I have another actor, and then you guys that were Sally.
2: Then Ray Capo, yeah, Ray. Dude, tell him, tell him how uh, Vinny ran
1: into Ray in Michigan. Tell them the story, dude. Listen to this. Me and my, me and my wife been going to this campground, right, uh, dude, for years. Probably, God, how many years? now? fifteen years or something like that. Almost twenty years. So we go up every year, man, up by uh, it's it's called Torch Lake or whatever. It's a little family campground, beautiful place. Yeah, no, nobody knows about. It's kind of in the woods, but it's awesome, dude. I'm. I'm in there one day, man. I'm we we had pulled up, we're unloading, and I'm I'm getting the barbecue going, man. I'm out there drinking beers and shit. Got my shirt off, I'm all like redneck hillbillyed out and shit. And I see this dude, he's on this like decked out mountain bike and shit. He's got a helmet on and he's all, you know, he he looks like a straight up rider. And I'm like, we caught eyes, dude. And I'm like, holy shit! I said to my wife, you know, she's she's an old skinhead girl and into hardcore and shit. And she's like, who is that? And I go, Hold on, man. That looks like Ray from youth of today. I'm like, hold on, man. So I stopped what I was doing. And I got on my bike and I started riding around the campground. I'm like, I gotta see if that's him, man. And, um, <laughs> dude, so I like I went the opposite way because you can only go in like a big circle at the campground. So went the opposite way and kind of made met him head to head. And I'm like, Ray? And he's like, huh? And it was him, dude. And we ended up talking, man, about the old days and the shows at Blondies and Youth of Today in Detroit. And man it was cool as shit because the girl he married from up in that way. And they stop up there sometimes just with their family. Yeah, what's the chances, man? Dude, yeah. I was yeah. like, no, no. And I told my wife, she's like, that's freaking crazy. I mean, how many people do that when on a camping trip, you know, four hours away from Detroit? <laughs> <laughs> but it was cool as shit bro much yeah, love man. for him man yeah. he's, he's a great guy You
2: the day man they're one of the best one of my uh, loved, i love that i'll never i
0: mean i was never i would never call myself straight edge i don't drink or do drugs anymore yeah. but i'm not gonna say oh, i'm a straight edge like no yeah, like, i've done so much shit that no, even I'm sober seven years plus now, and it's like, I like yeah. yeah, it's, you know, I have my little stupid little girly girl fucking fruity vape, you know, I probably There's yeah, that. robot dicks.
1: That's who we're sucking on. The breeze. <laughs> the breeze, you said man. it, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: it's the truth, <laughs> man. I don't give up. It's true. It's like, what is this thing? Well, <laughs> listen, I haven't smoked a cigarette since like 2017, so... Yeah, yeah you know crazy. these little small. I probably drink way too much fucking Red Bull and way too much coffee, but whatever. Yeah. But it. um, yeah. So, but I completely forgot what the fuck I was gonna say. We're talking about Ray, youth of today. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but even when like when I was younger in the '90s or whatever, when I first got that "Break Down the Walls" record and stuff like, Whoa, even even though like I'd be I'd be drinking 40s and listening to that shit, but it's <laughs> yeah, still, too. but it was still fucking awesome i wasn't like oh these guys are straight edge and they're pussies nah those motherfuckers were it was it still they're had an impact right, even though it didn't make me stop drinking but <laughs> at all you know but it was i i understood what they were trying to do and saying and it hit me on a certain level like these guys are fucking awesome i always loved that band
1: always Dude, bro, they, they, too. they were serious hardcore yeah like them guys i looked up to them the same kind of way i was like you know, every picture I seen, they were like flying through the air and they're all like yeah. ripped up and shit. And I'm like, I'm like, who are these dudes? Yeah, they're, they're fucking badass, man, man. You
0: know, 100 percent. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting, you know, I got a, uh, you know, my uh, I got my feelers out for other people. I mean, like I said, like Craig has come in and he's been on the episode. he's been on, I think, twice by himself and like two or three times with like 16 other people at a pizzeria.
1: Like, crazy oh yeah, stuff. they're always eating that good pizza, man Oh my god, dude,
0: there's pizza, one man. episode It was I supposed can't, to can't, be can't. It was supposed to be me And Richie Crutch from Wisdom and Chain And Richie's the man guy, Yeah, hilarious And, and, yeah, hilarious. and um, he's such a ball breaker um, <laughs> He's <laughs> such a He's the biggest ball breaker ever But I think it's hilarious because I know where he's coming from People will take him seriously when it comes to certain things I'm like yeah. That's Richie. He's he's doing this on purpose and you're getting yeah. mad but that's his whole point. Like if you don't no, get it, you get the yeah. yeah, he's plays devil's advocate a certain way. He's an he's an asshole, but I love him. <laughs> um but I was supposed to record it was supposed to be just me and him and then he texts me he's like, "Yo, let's meet at this other place and I'm going to have some people with me." I'm like, "Fine. All right, well, whatever." So, I'm waiting in this pizzeria and I see a couple of cars pull up and I see Richie get out, and then there's Armand from Sick of It All, and then oh, there's yeah. Craig, and then there's Noodles, the Sick of It All roadie, and then there's two other people I don't know, and here comes Luke Roda, and then he, I'm like, and there's the next thing you know, there's 12 people, my little fucking, my, my, my microphone is in the middle of this gigantic table, and there's 15 animals talking about pizza. It's chaos. But I, put it out, I put it out, like, listen, if you're ready for chaos, it's, this is how it sounds if you're on the other side of a room, and we're all in the room. Don't expect the regular conversation of questions. It's you're going to be eavesdropping on a bunch of people being fat bastards. Yeah. So, but it's always it's always fun talking with 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 uh with Craig and all those guys. But so yeah, so it's
2: Craig and then my favorite bass player, man, my favorite hardcore bass player ever, bro, yeah. Yeah.
0: and oh, his bass, red. He's had yeah. that I, like 13 I've been to- years old.
2: I remember playing with him. We played with him at Santos Party House. It was, I think it was Hate Inc. And he was playing bass for cro Mags at the time. And it yep. was the first time I actually got to like hang out with him backstage. And I was like, Man, what's up with that bass, man? I was like, Yeah. I was like, You got the the most killer tone out of that thing. And it's legendary. Saying, it's like a cheap bass that he got yeah, from like a, like a birthday or a Christmas present from his, his, his mom when he was a little kid. Shopping. Yeah, yeah. And he was, he was so, he was so cool, man. He ended up, you know, just talking to me about it and stuff. And it, it was, a, it was a cool experience. Cause you know, I looked up to him since I was a little kid, you know, and actually getting to hang with him and, and hearing about that story was awesome. You know, cause he,
0: Craig, Craig is a great guy. He's a genuinely nice dude. Yeah, For sure. Yeah. He's For genuinely sure. nice guy, just a good dude. And I'm not, obviously I'm not going to say what we spoke about, but our yeah, conversation sure. goes from uh, sick of it all to how Vinny Stigma's house is haunted. Like,
2: it's, <laughs> it's,
0: it goes to that, that to, to mobster stuff, to uh, to the movie Rocky. Like, it's it's,
1: <laughs> it, it's all over
0: the place, and I'll talk to that guy whenever he fucking wants the bullshit. So <laughs> that's, that's awesome, cool, man. man. Yeah, Craig's a hey, great dude. <laughs> yeah, Fuck. Yeah, so, nice. so now... What's the name of the record company? The the, the record label? Uh, 1054 Records. 1054 Records. Obviously, you can find them on Instagram somewhere. Oh, yeah. yeah. At 1054. Yep. You guys have an Instagram page? What is it? Dogs of War DHC. Okay. You have a personal, you both have personal Instagram pages? Yep. Yep. Yeah, mine's Jake Bulldog DHC. Uh, Okay. Enzo Detroit. Okay. So all you kids at home following fucking smarten up and I'm sure you'll get updates on the new record. Oh yeah. Um, oh shit. I almost forgot. You mind if I told my sponsors out
2: there? Oh, go ahead, man.
0: Three sponsors. First sponsor, dead sled coffee. It's, it's almost like I'm going to push a button on my neck and, and it's all just going to flow out. Um, I can't do it any other way cause I'm stupid. And my eyes are probably going to be closed because I have to concentrate. Yeah. Um, <laughs> dead Sled Coffee. Follow them on Instagram at Dead Sled Coffee, D E A D S L E D Coffee. If you go to deadsledcoffee.com and you type in the promo code Brooklyn Blast, you'll get 20% off of your order. And any order, $60 or more, is free domestic shipping. Now, what's cool about them is that they have officially licensed stuff with people in bands and a lot of horror stuff. Um, like they have like officially licensed, I don't know how they did it. But they have four separate bags, and they did an officially licensed blend with the band Kiss.
2: Really? No Don't sure. know how.
0: Cool. Yeah, Kiss, Rob zombie. zombie, Skid Row. Um, wow. Horror people wow. like Kane Hodder. They have a Nightmare blend with officially licensed with Robert Englund and Elvira blend. Bella Lugosi, Vincent Price.
2: Dang, That's cool. They, they
0: just signed. I don't know how long it is, but they just signed and they officially licensed. There's a brand new thing. They announced it today. Um, it's the It Chapter Two. It's called the Deadlights Blend with <laughs> Pennywise <laughs> and shit. Like there was right. a Wisdom in Chains Blend. Shout out to Richie. Oh, yeah, again. yeah, yeah. What's up? Yeah, with yeah.
1: Things? Yep. yeah. So um, they, so they,
0: they're a small company, but they do like big shit with like a lot of cool fucking things. So. Dead Sled Coffee, like support them because their coffee's actually really fucking good. And I was drinking it way before the podcast or before they became. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Um, so Dead Sled Coffee. Second is Generation Records, located at 210 Thompson Street here in the West Village in New York City. They've been around since 1992 and they survived this whole, since COVID hit. They, <laughs> they're, 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 their doors are still open. And um, if you can't make it to the actual spot, Um, They have an eBay page and you can go to generationrecords.bigcartel.com and you can order shit online from them and follow them on Instagram as well at Generation Records. And last but not least, New Republic Printing. Follow them on Instagram as well at New Republic Printing. You go to newrepublicprinting.net. There's a drop down menu where you can select whatever brand of T-shirt or hoodie or whatever the fuck you want something printed on. It's there. You can select it. The awesome part about them is there's no setup fees. There are no screen fees, and if you have your order shipped to any commercial address, it's free UPS ground shipping. So you can get 500 Dogs of War t-shirts printed up and get 50 boxes delivered to the bodega at the corner if you trust the guy,
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it doesn't cost
0: you an extra nickel.
2: Yeah,
0: we're right? not gonna to do that, okay.
1: man. Yeah,
0: right. So, awesome.
2: thank you to my sponsors. Awesome. Thank you, sponsors. Heck yeah! Thanks for everything sure yes getting us on here thanks to you too jimmy for doing Dude, any this. anytime anytime yeah. i uh
0: listen i like like you like i said you said that you were coming out with the record you got signed to a label i went so come back on the fucking podcast and shoot the shit about it
1: you're yeah, like yeah, really man. i'm like
0: yeah why not why not yeah man good stuff <laughs> i'm gonna bro. shoot the shit when it drops Fucking come back on, we'll fucking promote the fucking thing. Whatever you want to do, man. I don't care. I'm easy. Hell yeah. Sounds good to us, man. Yeah, I'm easy. So Dogs of War Hardcore, 1054 Records. And uh listen, I'm gonna say this for the next few episodes. I don't really do it often, but just only because my original fucking Instagram page was hacked. So if you follow the one that's it's just called. At the Brooklyn Blast Furnace, unfollow it, get rid of it, and follow at the Brooklyn Blast Furnace podcast. That's the active one. The other one I have no control over. Some asshole in Nigeria is fucking having fun with it. I don't yes, fucking sure. know, but it sucks that it's still up on Instagram. So there's confusion and there's I know I know like 300 people like left the page. So I, me telling these people like they're unfollowing it. yeah. And I've only followed like maybe 40 people on it. Now I look and there's only following like 17. So something's happening with it. If I get it back, I'll let people know that it's really me and I'll get rid of the new one, but I'm not expecting that. That's why I created a new one. So at the Brooklyn, Brooklyn last podcast, it's basically the same thing with just podcast at the end of the, Yep. that's that. That's the only thing I ask. follow that page, share it, do whatever the fuck in the in the link in the bio at the Brooklyn Blast for podcast is a link tree. But you hit that and it'll come up and you'll see everywhere we can get the podcast from iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, YouTube, iHeartRadio. I mean, it's everywhere. So nice. So listen, if you fucking want to listen, share it if you want to listen, if you want to share it when you're on the toilet. Just fucking press share. It doesn't <laughs> cost you nothing. It doesn't no. cost you, oh, I'm not going to post I'm not going to share. Why not? You press yeah. the fucking button and it goes no. everywhere. Thanks, man. Yeah. It doesn't cost you a dime. Stop being jerk off selfish. You know, you know. Selfish with your sharing nonsense.
1: Yeah. yeah. The sure. way I say it is support the real. Yeah. You're the, the real, Jimmy.
0: I appreciate that, man. I just do this and I sound like a half an idiot most of the time, but I don't <laughs> give a fuck either. It's fine. It's fine. I have fun. I don't care what I sound like. I'm not trying to be all produced and shit. Fuck that. Yep. I'm gonna talk to somebody like I would talk to you in the street or if we're having a cup of coffee at the diner. Yeah. Sounds good. That's it. I have no notes. I have no nothing. I just have to write down what episode number because I'll be, you know. Box and I'll fucking forget the spirit of all.
2: <laughs> That's what happens. You got like five hundred of them, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I uh, listen. I didn't think I was gonna
0: get to this much. So five hundred. Who knows? You never know. I can't believe this is episode two fifty one. I don't. Even, I didn't think we were gonna get past ten. That's awesome, man. But I like it. I enjoy it. I love digging in and doing flyers and it's such good the whole stuff, thing. brother. It keeps me busy. It keeps me from smoking dust. How's that?
2: Yeah. <laughs>
0: just just smoking
2: robot cocks instead you know
0: yes you see it's like this is like it's like really bad it's terrible i'm gonna admit it it's like it's like cranberry lemonade or some shit terrible yeah mine's pina colada man so you know oh that's more
1: fucking bro that's a little more bouncy than mine
0: (laughs) i think it's more
1: like pina salada yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> awesome so now listen what's the name of the song and i'm going to tack on the end of the audio version of this because youtube this just goes up when we start and we finish but the oh, audio version across all platforms we're going to end this episode with a new unreleased dogs of war track take Good us point. out gentlemen what's it called right that's
1: the song Good fight. Good
2: fight off off of the new album that we're not sure what we're calling it. Yet. No, it's yeah. Judgment. And actually, that that song's going to come out on a comp, too, from... uh.
1: Yeah, that that song, uh, in the next few months, will be on a comp uh, from Upstate Records with Mario. Is okay. another guy I want to give a shout-out to. Yeah, there you awesome go. Man.
0: Yep. Mario and his better half. I had them on, as well. Shout-out to Upstate Records. Yeah, yeah. They, they do a lot. They do a lot for the scene. And can jammies. Yep. Yep. Good stuff Good stuff Alright Good fight From Dogs of War Gentlemen Thank you for your time And you come, come back good, Like guys. I said Once the album drops Come back on And we'll shoot the shit again You got Sounds it bro good brother Appreciate it Awesome We're over here now
1: Over right. here <laughs> Later guys <laughs> Peace Later. Peace